I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome yeah. to Fan FL. Uh, What's up, y'all? <laughs> uh, it's uh, John Rollins. It's Jeff Misara. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be football. How you doing, man? First, before we get into this, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm up in uh, Luleå again. Nice. Uh, more specifically, I'm in this little town called Buden. Oh yeah, there's a comedian yeah. here from there that uh, his family's from there. American guy. Oh really? Yeah. He I'm makes, not he surprised. Makes fun of it. He says it's rednecks. Yeah, I'm not surprised he uh, moved to Stockholm. There's really not much happening here. Yeah, he talks shit about Bowden all the time. <laughs> oh, I can totally understand why. I feel like I'm in the middle of nowhere. Um, though yesterday, um, because I had most of the day off, uh, I discovered there's a golf course within walking distance uh to my hotel nice went into the i'm not really much of a golfer but i do love to go to the driving range mm. uh so i went into the pro shop borrowed a driver and a seven iron and got me a couple of buckets of balls and just whacked the shit out of some golf balls for a couple nice. hours it was... <laughs> and your, your family's not with you up there no i'm i'm alone this time okay yeah they're back home uh, my wife uh just got back from gotland they were in out there oh, nice. for a few days. Of course, when she leaves me home, it's uh, between Sunday and Wednesday. Mm. <laughs> and I had to work. So I was just like, nice. oh, this is just fun. <laughs> but I made the mm-hmm. best of it. It was nice to just have some alone time. and uh, mm. But I missed them like crazy. Uh, so it's, it's I'm glad they're back. they got back last night. Uh, nice. I got to do a little bit of extra stand-up without any guilt. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I got to get some a little bit of writing in and stuff. So it's nice. Good. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah. So uh, another thing that's nice is uh, training camp is going to be on schedule, right? Crazy, right? I mean, I, I heard yesterday, What do, I think we are, as of yesterday, exactly 50 days away from the start of the NFL season. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and I think you're right. I think they are going to fucking plow through this thing. Yeah, man. Um, You know, I'm even starting to hear like some teams are are basically indicating they're gonna they're hoping to have fans. Yeah. <laughs> like, Maybe they could like, do it where like uh, half the capacity of each stadium. Yeah, I mean the the report that came out yesterday was I forget from which team, but one of them was like, "Yeah, well, okay, so you got to wear a mask when you come to the game." And I was like, "Wait, well, there's gonna be fans?" <laughs> I told you. Uh, did I did I not tell you about the uh, uh what yeah. was it? the the Spanish flu and they had mm-hmm. baseball yeah so and now football is America's sport so there's a lot yeah I agree with you I I think you're totally right and I think um I'm just curious to see if uh, there's a few like little weird kind of plastic bubble devices that are starting to pop up on the internet like <laughs> like hey would you would you wear this uh if the nfl said you had to wear this to go see a game and of course everyone's like fuck yeah i'd wear it i wear whatever <laughs> man be like, they'd be like you have to put on uh someone who's had covid and died you have to put their skin on to watch the game <laughs> <laughs> i'd be like bring the skin man <laughs> It's like some COVID silence of the lamb shit. I love it. <laughs> Put the football in the basket. <laughs> oh my god! No, you're right. I I think um, they're gonna do this come hell or high water for yeah, sure. Man. 
yeah, I think it is going to do. It's, 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 it's going to be some pacifiers thrown out there, like, yeah, we're we're doing this for your safety, but it's going to be as effective as TSA. <laughs> yeah, and you know, some I think as of yesterday, some or yesterday or a few days ago, uh, some people have already showed up to training camp. Some of the rookies showed up already. Yeah, yeah, they uh, should have, but they should have had a rookie mini camp already, right? Like I yeah, I think they started on Monday. Okay. Um, and then it was like it was kind of a weird report. Like after the first day of training camp, they were like, "Okay, so they they reported that some like ninety some odd players had tested positive for COVID um, when they showed up on day one." Oh wow. Um, but then by the end of the day, they're like, "No, no, 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 sorry, it's actually only fifty something players." It's like, wait, what? <laughs> Where did that? And you know, some of the players would be like, uh, you know, if they were deflating footballs, imagine what this goes be lying about the test, man. Come on. This goes back. We had this conversation last week, I yeah. think, or I don't remember, but it was like, it, you know, there's going to be some, they're, they're not going to play straight with this no, thing. No. There's no fun. Today. Yeah, let us start. Um, let, let us start. And it's, it's around playoff time. Yeah. No symptoms, you're going to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Yeah, exactly. Even though he tested positive. No, you're not going to do it. I've heard that uh, there's talk or, I mean, one of the the suggestions out there is to uh, play um, just 10 games, a 10-game season. And I was thinking a 13-game season is possible. Like is uh is doable because all you do is take away one of your division games, uh-huh. uh huh, uh, and then you got a thirteen game season if they want to do it that way. But then I don't determining the playoffs is harder. I don't quite understand how that would help. Uh, you push the season back. You started a few weeks later. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe so, that like, helps when things are better. You know, on a downswing at the very least. You know. Or or push it back and give everybody COVID. I mean, I think it, it, the only way pushing the season uh, to a later date is going to make any sense is if you know there's a vaccine coming and nobody yeah. knows that. Oh, that's true. Or, um, or if you want to give everybody antibodies and just infect yeah. infect every player and assuming that and works all of that stuff. Yeah, it just I mean, you haven't there. I haven't heard anything about people getting it twice. Hmm. So, I mean, they're having this conversation in college football, obviously. Some conferences have already said they're only going to play conference games. Um, I, you know, they're talking about pushing that season to the spring. I don't think – That's smarter. I don't see the NFL doing any of that. No, they don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> they don't care. No. They want you sick and concussed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they want their money too. If you, if, I mean, I mean, you got to look at it like they're thinking: what is the likelihood that a player is going to die? Very, very low. Mm. If one percent of uh, the population is uh, or the infected are dying, of around one or two percent, uh, with the it's like a, it's a harsh flu, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So they're really willing to take that risk because. It's not no the the optics would be horrible if people were dying, and it's very very unlikely that somebody in NFL shape is gonna die from it. True. So you're like you know ah do I take a, a few sick players or millions mm. and millions of dollars? Yeah, I mean the main debate right now still seems to be, I mean you know all of this stuff regarding like testing and how they're gonna work through all that stuff. That's you know they have. They have so many people working on that problem. They have so many other, you know, leagues that are kind of closer to returning that they can, you know, get advice from the NBA or the yeah. NHL or these other places. So that part's going to work itself out. The only part of the debate that just seems to not be going anywhere really is the money part. Um, yeah. You know, the the owners want the players to still pushing for this thirty five percent salary in escrow. Um, the owners, the, the, the big difference between the owners and the, and the players association seems to be that the owners are basically saying like, everybody's going to take a financial hit. We're, we think it's better to take the, 
like the big hit now, whereas the players are saying, we want to spread this out over a 10 year period. Um, which makes sense. If you think about players that are kind of towards the end of their career. Yeah. But um, what about players who, I mean, the average NFL career is three years. Yeah, exactly. So like this people are going to come and go before this thing gets paid out. It's like, which is another reason to spread it out. You know what I mean? Like, no one group should have to pay more yeah. um, than the other, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, they're going to figure that out, too, though. Yeah, it's I, time I really, to figure it out. They could discuss this you know, every day until the season starts, and they'll have it done. And it hasn't – the conversation hasn't really gotten ugly yet. Um, it won't because everybody wants to so, – like, they're on the same side. They want to play and make money. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, Antonio Brown retired again, <laughs> apparently. I was going to say, speaking of playing or not playing. <clears throat> um, well, that's the weird thing. He, he, he tweeted that he's retiring saying, um, you know, I've done everything there is to do in football. Really? <laughs> that's what he said. Wow. Except win a Super Bowl, of course. Uh, <laughs> wow. But, but then, uh, I mean, he's obviously he's done a lot, but he hasn't done everything. Um, but then I woke up this morning, and uh, and the sto- he's he's sort of indicating that he hasn't retired. Okay. He's he's um. Did he tweet this? Why is everybody fucking communicating through Twitter nowadays? Easy. Um, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, he's he's complaining to the league that uh, the investigation into his off-field malfeasance uh, has gone on too long. Um, he thinks that there should be some sort of a deadline set for his uh, investigation to find out if he's going to have any suspension. And yeah. um, and he claims he's, he's basically complaining because, um, you know, by refusing to set this deadline, it makes it difficult for him to negotiate with teams that might want to sign him. That's not a good now, point. But he puts that out the day after saying he's retiring. <laughs> it's like, what, what's he? Uh, yeah. I hope he gets the help he needs, man. I, I think the only team that still appears to be interested in him is the Seahawks. Um, mm. But, um, yeah, I don't, I, Ooh, you know. We imagine that, though. Mm, that would be like Russell. Some, I think Russell Wilson is top three quarterback in the league and him with Antonio Brown that's a little scary it's very funny though his statement he says quote I demand you provide me with clarity on this situation immediately if you really care about my well-being maybe they don't maybe they don't and also it kind of looks a little weird to be like you know whining about this in the middle of a fucking pandemic like You know, if there was a, it's one of those moments where I don't normally feel that bad for the, for the NFL, the league, uh, but I think they're pretty busy at the moment. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, I don't think they have time to deal with Antonio Brown's fucking yeah. crazy life. Um, so yeah, he's gonna have to get in line and just wait. Yeah, man. What else is going on? What else is going on? Um, well, um. A little Black Lives Matter news. The NFL is going to allow helmet decals honoring victims of systemic racism. Uh, we were having that conversation a few weeks ago. What were they going to do? Like, yeah. how were they going to? Um, <clears throat> again, it's, you know, you can argue that it's only symbolic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that it starts with something symbolic. I, I've actually... I don't have anything to report on Colin Kaepernick, but that was kind of one thing that I was curious to talk about too. Like, I just feel like that story just went completely dark. Like, yeah, that's I haven't true. heard anything for weeks. I mean, once people started digging into this Washington football team stuff, mm. <laughs> people stopped talking about Colin Kaepernick. Uh, and it seems like right, yeah, rightly is- so until there's something. Because I think sure. people were also tired of the BS stories. Somebody reached out yeah. to a friend, type of thing. Um, I guess you know what? Maybe they were listening because I think the last time we talked about this, I said <laughs> I don't want to hear any more bullshit until it's something real happens. Exactly. And now I'm complaining that I haven't heard anything. Maybe they're listening. 
can I can I have some bullshit, please? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I take it back. I want to hear some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know that uh, all we're we're one injury, one camp injury away from hearing about him. Oh yeah, one camp sure. injury, or what? Yeah, one uh, Tannehill uh, uh, ACL like that happened first play of practice <laughs> towards ACL, and then it's like. Pfft, Matt Moore is our guy, you know. And they I can see it. I got Jay Cutler. <laughs> I can see it happening in week one, actually. Yeah. Uh, because now they've officially said there's going to be no preseason games. Okay. Um, oh yeah. I think that's official. That. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they they've been going back and forth, but now I think it's it's official. There's going to be zero preseason games. Do you know? I think people don't realize how ugly the first games in the NFL are going to be without a preseason. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in the beginning of the season, the refs are fucking up a lot. Yeah. Because they don't have any practice either. Yeah. At uh, at, at, at games. Uh, it's going to be ugly, I, man. The first quarter think, of the season. Yeah, I think the teams with a good uh, running back are going to basically own the first few weeks of the season. Good, man, that's a good betting point right there. People think about that, man. Tennessee might be some dark horses. Yeah, because it takes time to get your throwing – uh, your past game, the chemistry, especially if you got new quarterbacks, new receivers, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, you know the teams that can just hand it off to a Derrick Henry and watch him just plow motherfuckers over. They're they're the ones who are gonna Good Nick point. Chubb, Damn, Todd Gurley. Come on, Todd Gurley. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I can't do that. We got Jordan Howard. Which is yeah, a good sorry. pickup. No, I think it was a good pickup. It's a yeah. Mm. I think Miami's gonna surprise some people, but uh, I've been saying that for the last three hundred and seventy-two years. So, <laughs> 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 so uh, we'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see. It's uh, funny. Um, uh, I saw one story you sent me about the uh, EA Sports removing <laughs> the, the Redskins <laughs> name. Yeah, they're going to – they're just going to – I mean, the team's still going to be there, but I think they're going to scrub the logo mm. from the from the helmet. So they're keeping the uh, name Washington Redskins, or they're just saying Washington? No, I think it will say – what is it going to say? I think it will uh, – I think it's going to just say, like, the Washington football team. To feature a generic Washington team. Mm-hmm. And they're awaiting the final word on the updated team name and logo design. Uh, so mm-hmm. they, they should just reach out to this guy who bought it all. <laughs> yeah, you should be able to. It should be a drop-down menu, you know, <laughs> and you could you could pick one. <laughs> pick one of the trademarked names. Yeah, I'm going with Washington Pandas. Let's do this. <laughs> I still like I still like Red Tails, man. That's still my favorite. Red Tails. I saw a story yesterday. I didn't send it, but I, I think it was. There's, of course, there's fucking. They said that like internet sleuths think that they have basically figured out oh. what the team name is going to be, and it was based on the fact that somebody had realized that the same company that 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 had the Washington Redskins uh, internet site had also gotten another site, and I forget what the name was, but. Oh man, you could have broke the story, man. I didn't break it because I read it. I'm saying you could have. I mean, a Spinnerfell uh, reveal. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think it's anyone's guess still. Yeah, of uh, course, of course. What they're gonna do? I think they have some good options, though. I mean, so, but it, it, all the, all the reports keep saying that that they're still just working through uh, copyright right issues which makes me feel like this guy who says he had a sudden change of heart and wants to give away all of his patents yeah, right. is probably not doing that of course um not. why would you do that he spent over 20 grand on a, i mean if i were him i'd be like just give me 50 grand and we good he ain't gotta try yeah. to get rich off of it you just take 50 grand and give him all of the patents yeah I think. Well, I'm glad it's happening, man. Uh, I mean, it's uh, eventually got to listen to the oppressed. So. Mm-hmm. Geez. Yeah. Well, they've they've started to make a few moves. They they hired um, this woman named Julie Donaldson as the first female regular on the NFL team radio. That's good. That's big, man. 
it is a big gig, especially because, you know, one of the guys who, who wound up getting fired or who suddenly retired because of this whole mm. sexual harassment scandal, yeah. um, was the former head of uh, Washington radio, the football team's radio. Um, so, yeah, so I think it's a good move. It's, uh, you know, way more than symbolic. I, I mean, she's, she's, uh, what was it? She wasn't just going to be, she was going to be like the head of their right. PR department. It says uh, she may not handle play-by-play duties, but will feature prominently in the broadcast and hold a senior level position in the organization. Mm. This is what needs to happen all over and in, in, with all of the people that are oppressed. Put them in positions to affect change and, and to yeah. add another voice to the room. And this is what yeah. this does, and I think this is a really good thing. Um, so hopefully there's Yeah, more. it's really interesting because even when it's a positive story, I was listening, I was actually just watching the NFL Network yesterday, and they're having these really cool discussions between – women who work for the network mm. and I can't remember her name because I wasn't, I was doing something else at the same time, but I was listening to her talk about being the only black female, um, working as a producer for the network. Mm. Um, and how, how that's kind of constantly on her mind, despite the fact that she's being told all of the time, look, you're doing a great job. Um, she feels all the support that she needs to feel, yeah from the network but at the same time it's like you can't replace that 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 experience that comes from knowing that you're the only one in the room yep. uh who's like you uh and i think you're right i think the only way to change this culture is to start hiring more um people like this also just to hear some of the other stories that you heard were like yeah, the women who a lot of times the women who stand on the sidelines um you know, as part of the broadcast team and the shit that the fans are yelling at them. And it's just like crazy. Like, and, the, and the, that's another thing too, man. If Like the, do you know that the Packers and the Steelers are the only two teams without cheerleaders? I did, I did not know that. I did yeah, not know they're, that. They're the only two teams. The rest of the teams have cheerleaders. And, uh, this is 2020 right now. Mm. Uh, why the fuck are there cheerleaders? <laughs> And I'm, yeah. I'm I'm glad. I guess it's a well. A lot of the teams don't pay the cheerleaders much, as well. Right. It's like twenty bucks right. or some crazy shit. Uh, if mm. they're not like on staff or something like that, or uh, gainfully employed, what's the point of having cheerleaders, man? Because uh, at the game, it's such a. It's not like it's not like basketball. It's a small where there's smaller arenas, and they come yeah. out and well, I guess they do cheers as well in the games, but yeah, it's not like it's motivating the players. No, and the, but the di the difference when you go like cheerleaders as far as like being a part of the game, mm -hmm. and and hyping up the crowd, you know, because you would think that's that's their main job, hype up the crowd. The, yeah. the players are busy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the when you go from high school football, college football to the pros, I mean, as far like I remember when I was in high school, you know, being a high school cheerleader was a big deal. They they have this intense interaction with the fans it's a smaller yeah. fan base obviously yeah. you see them you see them have an effect on the on the crowd in a college game but i don't think i've ever even noticed an nfl cheerleader squad having any effect no. on on the crowd it just seems to be no there's so point. much going on there's people selling beers there's the uh the announcer doing different things and different chants and all of this stuff there mm -hmm. I mean, the screen there's like updates on the screen and yeah. you know during uh commercial breaks or whatever they're doing different stuff on there and getting chants going like the the function of the cheerleaders it's, it's like it's nothing mm. besides what getting half naked and uh, uh enduring verbal uh, comments from mm. drunk people in the audience i think it's totally pointless it's like i think teams i mean maybe get rid of that and then have a maybe have ambassadors that are mm -hmm. uh, with positions in the team, or, or maybe make the—I guess they consider the cheerleaders a, a type of ambassador. But why they got to be half dressed and uh, walking around with pom poms? Elevate the position yeah. a bit, or, or class mm. it up some. I don't know. I, I've never been a fan, even as yeah. a, as a kid. I, I I thought the cheerleading thing was uh, was a little bit uh, degraded. I mean, I was a big fan of cheerleaders when I was in high school. You know, I wanted to try and date them. <laughs> well, I um, can do a toe touch. <clears throat> 
So yeah, <laughs> I could do it. But, um, so I was cool with the cheerleaders. But uh, you know, as I as I got older and became a more evolved, more modern man, <laughs> um, yeah, as changed you, my. As you sit there with a Grizzly Adams beard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, sometimes I evolve and de-evolve at the same time. It's a it's a skill that I have. <laughs> That's great. Uh, the, well, the most important story I thought that came out this week regarding all of this Me Too stuff mm -hmm. and the story that came out about the Redskins or Washington. Uh, well, first of all, I this I don't think. I don't think that this problem, maybe we spoke about this already too. I don't think this problem is unique to Washington. No. Uh, I think you're going to start hearing more stories about this. Um, <clears throat> and one of the articles that I read this week, it's such a, you know, of course, it's such a simple solution to this problem, but it, it's so simple that it's never going to happen. Um, title of the article is essentially, if the NFL wants to curb abuse, it needs to ban non-disclosure agreements. <laughs> Um, yep. I, and it's funny that this came up because I've been thinking about this a lot in the political realm as well. Yeah. Uh, not to go into this, but you know, I was thinking about it especially because you know this book that that Trump's niece put out Mary recently. Trump. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought it was such a weird story because it was like, oh, well, she's violated this non-disclosure agreement that everybody in the family signed that says yeah. that you're not supposed to talk shit about anyone, and I was like. Can you even, can you do that? Like, I don't even, world, how is that? But th just the idea behind a non-disclosure agreement under any circumstances is essentially a way to circumvent like existing law. Well, I, you know I, what I mean? I've had to sign a non-disclosure agreement when I was writing for a, a prospective TV show. I get that. No, but that kind of stuff makes sense. That yeah. That's not even, that, all of that makes sense. Right. But I think that there should be some kind of, you know, language put into whatever governs non-disclosure agreements that yeah. if an actual law is broken in the process, then the non-disclosure agreement yeah. is null and void. You know what I mean? Like How hard priests? would that be? It's like that with priests. It's like that with therapists. Yeah. If you can't tell a therapist a crime and, and, and they're, you know, they can tell on you if you tell them mm. hey man i killed somebody and i feel bad about it they're like oh i'm sorry we'll walk right. through that and then an hour later when your session's over they can call the police you know what i mean yeah uh, so if they yeah. and or doctors and you know they they are beholden to the law then why aren't exactly we all yeah there are exceptions to the rule with uh you know doctor patient confidentiality yeah. so of course there can be exceptions to the non-disclosure agreement yeah. I, I i just think that this is like if if we live in a country where we pretend that we give two shits about the rule of law this and the only people who can get away with this non-disclosure agreement bullshit are people with money yep. you know yep. i never I don't have the power to make somebody sign a non-disclosure agreement. I mean, I could. I mean, I could get you to sign one, yeah. but if you broke it, I don't have the money to sue you. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So it's like, what's it's the just fucking another point? advantage for the rich, yeah. I hope they yeah. get rid of that, man. Because uh, <clears throat> one of the people in the Washington uh, drama decided to disregard it. And, and it's mm. made a lot of change. Uh, mm -hmm. And there's a yeah, because it's it's 15 women. One of them's talking, and the other yeah. 14 are scared that they're gonna get sued. Yeah, I read an article uh, from a reporter for the Athletic, and she told mm. her story of a guy who's been since he's he's fired, no longer with the Washington mm. football team, but she just broke it all the way down the level of harassment that she went to went through, and. Uh, it was just like you could tell it's just a systemic thing, man. Like it's it, he just it's crazy. And he had tried it with other women as well and just making comments about stuff. And it made me reflect on, my, you know, how I've acted in the past and stuff. So it's mm. like the little things that can be picked up on and make somebody uncomfortable that is just a part of the culture. You know, uh, I'm glad it's uh, been uh, it's, a, it's a reckoning going on right now. Yeah, me too. I think it's good that um, that uh, people, especially men, kind of take a moment to sort of think twice yeah. um, about what you say or how you say it. Or yeah. Um, yeah, I've had some of those moments as well. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> and we got uh, uh, we got Woody Johnson. Oh, did you have more to say? I'm sorry, did I cut you off? No, Woody Johnson apparently doesn't um, would not agree with you and me on that point um, <laughs> about being careful about what you say. This was a crazy story. Woody Johnson, I never heard of this guy until the yesterday. Owner, man, he's the owner. Of yeah, I know he owns Jet. Oh no, shit! Is he the that Johnson? Baby powder man. Is that is he that guy? Yeah, that's the baby powder family, wow. man. They uh, they uh, shit. They keep my balls fresh every summer. Nice. <laughs> They wow. Keep, they keep my Woody, Woody Johnson. <laughs> Robert Woody Johnson. I feel like it's hard to trust anybody named Woody. <laughs> except for except for uh, except for the, the the best Woody ever. Toy Story. Who, Woody Harrison? <laughs> oh, Woody Harrison. <laughs> oh no, Woody from Toy Story. Sorry. He's trustworthy. I agree. Uh yeah, so Woody Johnson. <laughs> also, apparently is the uh, U.S. ambassador to the United Kingdom. Yes, I remember when that uh, happened. I was like, "What the fuck?" So now he's like, he's got like, he's got like a double scandal happening at the moment. Mm. Um, that well, first it started with apparently Trump, Trump who owns a golf course in Scotland. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tried to get uh, Robert Woody Johnson uh, to convince the British government that, that they should have the British Open golf tournament at his yeah, golf course. I remember this, yeah. Which is a clear uh, ethics yeah, violation. like a motherfucker. <laughs> um, so yeah, people are looking into that. Um, but at the same time, it, it, it sounds like a lot of his former staff members are ratting him out for being a racist and a... Um, Misogynist. Yeah. Um, he thinks. What did he say? He said some. They they weren't too specific. Yeah, they said it was a struggle to get him on board for International Women's Day event, and uh, black fathers who didn't remain with their families was the real challenge. Mm. When he's questioning uh, Black History Month. <laughs> yeah. Black fathers are the problem, and that's a myth, by the way, that the black fathers absent. It's a. Yeah. It's just a perfect. I don't even know the word. Uh, it's a it's a myth that's repeated. Propaganda. Often. I wouldn't say propaganda. I was gonna say it's a. <clears throat> it's just. Re- well, it's crazy over that he's over. like. I mean, w- you know, we. I say we. Whatever the government gave, you know, <laughs> the shortest m- fucking month out of the year is Black History Month, and this asshole still wants to complain about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> there was a reason for that. There was uh the re- I looked that up before too, man. It's just uh, that there was a lot of historic event or a lot of people's birthdays and historic events that happened in February. That was why they chose that month. But it does happen mm. to be the shortest month, and that's <laughs> it's like, dude, it chill, man, chill. Yeah. And it's not yeah, like there's on. even football, especially if you're a Jets fan. You ain't playing in February. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you're playing in February, it's the Super Bowl. So I know that uh, the Jets ain't going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just think it's funny that you know the Jets owner is being called out as a racist and a sexist. Like, like was anybody surprised Is anybody that? surprised that th- there's, there's 32 billionaires out there? I'm sure they all got fucking gigantic skeletons in their gigantic dirty closets like sure yes. yeah people that are above the law man i'm just looking forward to hearing a few more specifics about this story i don't think it's uh i think it's it's in its infancy it's just yeah. getting started i think the story just broke yesterday i, I saw think. some tweets about it that was saying that uh dan snyder's wiping his brow like woof. <laughs> 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 but it ain't over for you dan they're coming for you no. too, man. <clears throat> yep. But, uh, yeah. Th- I think that's why. Yeah, that's partially why they're getting that name change to try to get a little light off of them. But. Uh, mm-hmm. uh Should we talk about Madden ratings, or should we just get right into the uh, history? I think the Madden ratings were really funny. I mean, I I don't normally pay attention to this stuff, um, but the one that just kind of caught me off guard was that somehow, uh, Gronk got rated higher than Lamar Jackson, which is like, he didn't even play last year. 97. That's just to make, you know what it is? You know, here's the thing, man. I I really believe that when it comes to Madden, they want uh, Tom Brady to look good. But Tom Brady in itself, he's a good, he's a great quarterback, but he's a great quarterback. Mm. It's basically off of will and stuff. You know what I mean? 
and and mm. and drive and determination and intelligence. You know, that's Tom Brady, and he's got the of course he's got throwing skill and he's got skills. But if you're mm. playing Madden and you play with Tom Brady, you're not gonna. It's not like using Mike Vick. You know, no. what I'm saying? it's not. No, it's not. They can't have him. He doesn't have the strongest arm. It's not like he's gonna throw it farther than everybody. So you just gotta no. be as good as him, and you're not gonna be reading defenses like Tom Brady on a video game. So they're gonna build up everybody no. around him so that it's cool to get the books. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. I I just think it's it doesn't make sense that the league MVP is rated less than a tight end who didn't play last year. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> and uh, JJ Watt is a 98. The oft injured JJ Watt is a 98. How yeah. the fuck? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't I don't agree with that. Von Miller's getting old. They gave him a 97 and that's like uh, it's it's like contracts. It's like NFL contracts. They come to they get, they mm. get the big check after you know when they're about to decline. Mm. Oh, yeah. uh, Gronk's 95. It, it was 97 at first, 95 in mm. the article I'm looking at. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I just... 94. <laughs> He's on... It, Lamar Jackson's on the cover of the fucking game, for Christ's sake. <laughs> How's it not 94? <laughs> first or I mean, second get... best quarterback in the league. Either first or second best. Depends on who you talk to. Some people might... Have him first because he's more uh, more of a threat with running as well. Mm. But he made professional I mean, the only... athletes look like high school players at times. Yeah. Uh, the only thing you can knock him for is that he hasn't won the big game yet. That's it. But is it, That's... It's, it's, that was his first full season. Yeah, exactly. He's still better than... Than Gronk. <laughs> exactly. I mean, granted, they play different. They play different positions, obviously, but still, <laughs> he's still better. Football player. Yeah, they got yeah. Mika Fitzpatrick as an eighty-seven. Come on, man. That's just people <laughs> just—they're wild, and that dude is way better than that. I don't know. I think yeah. it's a it'll it. But the thing is, during the season, that's the thing about Madden. During the season, most people play online, and the game updates every week ratings. So it'll, it'll mm. work itself out. Yeah, it'll work itself out. But that's initially, true. Initially, you got a lot of fandom, and a lot of. But they probably do shit like that on purpose too, just to shock people. Like what? Like, you know, because they want, you know, because people talk about this crap every year. Um, yeah. So. I don't. I never uh, worried about it because I always play with the Dolphins, and it's it's just like they're gonna be considered one of the shittiest teams every year. <laughs> but I still win. I almost beat my son the other day. I came so close. If that's the case, <sighs> I will stomp him in the ground. It's true. I think you will. I told him. I told him that you called him out, and he was like, "Let's go. Let's do this." All right. So, yeah, we got to get that going. Right, he'll quit. He'll turn the game off. We got. We're down to the. Well, we have two divisions left in the history, right? Yeah, I was gonna do the AFC. We're in the South. Okay. Um. So we got the AFC South, which uh, will begin with the Houston Texans. Uh, established October 6th, 1999. Uh, they played their first game in 2002. They're an expansion team, making them the youngest franchise currently competing in the NFL. Uh, the Texans replaced the city's previous franchise, the Houston Oilers, uh, who went to Nashville. Yeah. And became the Tennessee Titans. We'll get to them in a minute because they're in the same division. Um, team was founded by Bob McNair. Oh, we're talking. That's Nashville. Fuck them. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, struggled obviously in their first uh, decade, but then eventually, to let's see, 2001, they won their first division championship. Went to the playoffs for the first time. Uh, they are the only franchise to have never appeared in a conference championship game, Damn. sadly. What are uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Bob McNair thing. This is actually kind of interesting. I saw this this morning. 1997, Houston entrepreneur Bob McNair had failed 
He had a failed bid to bring a, an NHL expansion team to the city of Houston. Um, but then when the Houston Oilers left town, he was like, hmm, maybe I could do that instead. Um, and he also, you know, 96 a year earlier, he watched the Cleveland Browns and that whole controversial move to Baltimore Ravens. Um, and in order to even out the franchises at 32, the league also contemplated adding another expansion franchises. Houston was one of the favorites for the extra franchise, along with Toronto and Los Angeles. That's funny. Imagine there was a team in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, they've been talking about the Buffalo players there occasionally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super close. But it's fun. Yeah. And at the time when they were thinking about adding another team in L.A., the, both the Rams and the Raiders had left. So L.A. was without a football team at the time. Yeah. Um, and now they have two. Can you imagine if they had added one and then they'd have three? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's uh, funny. <clears throat> is that it for them? So then he, oh, sorry. Well, the, the, the interesting part was, let's see, McNair then – decided to join the football project and founded the Houston NFL Holdings Company um, in association with the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo Company. <laughs> How funny is that? Yeah. And then they pushed to build this dome stadium in order to lure uh, a team uh, to Houston. And yeah, it, and it worked. They got the Houston wow. Texans. I didn't know all of that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the rodeo company, of course. You know, yeah. how funny. That's fantastic. <laughs> I um, I used to be a Houston Oilers. I liked them because they had a black quarterback, yeah. Warren Moon, one of the best mm -hmm. ever. And uh, mm -hmm. we lived in Texas for a bit as a, when I was a kid. And my dad, during the football games, was so mad at Houston's uh, some defense, some cornerbacks just kept getting burned one game. And he started, mm. my dad was jumping up and he was like, I'm going to go down there and try out for the team. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, my dad was my hero as a kid. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah I'm going to, yeah, my dad's going to play for the Houston Oilers. <laughs> and then I would follow up because, you know, that's how I was as a kid. I was like, hey, remember we were talking about it last week? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he never, he never did anything, man. <laughs> That's my that's my Houston Oilers story. Uh, that's funny. Uh, what's the next team? We got uh Indianapolis Colts. Oh yeah. <clears throat> it's a little weird because I don't really consider Indianapolis to be in the South. Um. Anyway, whatever. They're in the AFC South. They used to establish be in the AFC East, though. Yeah, exactly. Established January 23rd, uh, 1953. Uh, the Colts competed uh, originally from Baltimore. Mm -hmm. um, and with Baltimore Colts, they were one of three NFL teams um, to join, um, you know, from the AFL mm -hmm. AFC uh, merger, 1970. Um the, while in Baltimore, the team went to the playoffs 10 times. They won three NFL championship games, 1958, 59, and 68. The uh, Colts played in two Super Bowl games uh, when they were based in Baltimore. Lost the first one to the Jets. Uh, and then beat the Cowboys in Super Bowl V. Um, relocated. United, right? uh, yeah. Yeah. Beat Tom Landry's Cowboys. Um, mm -hmm. uh, let's see Colts relocated to Indianapolis in 1984 uh, have since appeared in the playoffs 16 times won two conference championships won one Super Bowl defeating the Chicago Bears yep. the Bears with Prince <clears throat> the Prince Super Bowl mm -hmm. oh was he the one who sang at the uh... yeah Miami this is kind of a funny weird little thing which connects to you uh says here, following World War II, uh, a competing professional football league was organized known as the All-American Football Conference, which began to play in 1946. In its second year, the franchise assigned to the Miami Seahawks was what? relocated to Baltimore and became the Baltimore Colts. Wow. So technically, the Baltimore Colts started as the Miami Seahawks. Wow. And their original colors were silver and green. <laughs> like Seattle. 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Uh, Colts, man. I always, even though they're a really old team, I just always identify or associate them with Peyton Manning, man, when he mm. was the best in the league. It was amazing to watch him with his long-ass uh, setups and no huddle and all of that stuff. Uh, that was another thing. If you did no huddle a lot on Madden, um, mm-hmm. depending on the team, you'll get false starts because they're not ready. They can't figure it out. Uh, but it never happened with uh, Peyton Manning. So somebody right. had him, they could just keep doing no huddle the whole way down the field and then never get a false start because he was so good at that shit, man. Mm. Uh, what was his one that everybody started saying? Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, so good, man. Uh, a good connection, too, is, um, you know, he was a Colts quarterback and they started in Baltimore. And then the, the craziest play associated with, with them is uh, when Ed Reed faked him out. Mm. And uh, Ed Reed, the best safety of all time, went to the University of Miami and played nice. almost his entire career at uh, Baltimore. Uh, mm. And he, I don't know if he was with Baltimore or Tennessee. Yeah, he was with Baltimore then. Uh, Peyton Manning dropped back, He and <laughs> Ed Reed pretended he was going this way because he knew mm. that Manning would take that read. And when <clears throat> Manning turned out of his drop back, Ed Reed just shot over to where he knew he was going to throw the ball after reading what he did. And he threw it, <laughs> and uh, Ed Reed intercepted the ball. And Manny was like, how was he there? <laughs> it was just like, yeah. it's a thing in football, man. The safety versus the quarterback. It's a beautiful thing. Bill Belichick said it's the best, yeah. best play he's ever seen. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Another connection to you and the Colts. Um, do, are you, do you know who the coach for the, the Colts was for when they lost the Super Bowl? No. Who was that? It was Shula. your, it was your Don Shula. Really? <laughs> yeah. Who was oh. the coach? They lost their first Super Bowl appearance. R.I.P. Man, he died recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What's the uh, who we got next? Uh, Tennessee. We got Jaguars. the Jacksonville oh, Jaguars. Who are they? <laughs> I feel the same actually. This is the one where I feel like I have the least amount of anyway. But established <laughs> November thirtieth, nineteen ninety-three. Um. You know, they let's see. They joined as an expansion team starting in 1995. Oh, 95. Okay. It, it was the first time they played in '95. Um, they came in with the Texans, right? Yeah, I think so. Actually, oh. I think they did. Um, yeah, they they haven't been very good. Uh, they've won a couple of division championships. Uh, they qualified for the playoffs seven times, so that's pretty good. Um, they most recently, uh, uh, most recently, last time they made it to the playoffs, was 2017. Yeah, they should have beat the uh, Patriots in that game. Mm-hmm. Like you know, no they, quarterback. They the funny straight. thing, yeah, the only thing that I found kind of interesting about them is their struggle to find their identity, um, yeah. like visually speaking. Um, their original logo, apparently, people complain that it, you know, that it looked too much like the Jaguar logo for the car. Oh yeah, it used to be a, a prancing, <laughs> yeah, like a leaping Jaguar. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now it's just the head then, of the Jaguar. Yeah, and then, but they, they keep changing their logo, their their font type, and all that kind of stuff. They keep, they seem to never figure out what the hell they want to do, it, which to me, they fixed their helmet now, but a couple of years ago. It used to piss me off every time they would play. They had this helmet that was like from front to back, like it was half black, half gold. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And to me, it was like, I understand that you're trying to make this look cool, but it just looks like like maybe two people who make all the decisions couldn't decide what color the fucking helmet should be. It looks indecisive. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, okay, I'll meet you halfway, bro. And it's like, just fucking pick a color, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Or put like a... Put Jaguar spots print on the helmets. That would be dope. You know, that would be pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I don't have much to say about them myself. They, I remember, uh, I was really sad. They beat the shit. They were a new team, went to the playoffs, beat the shit out of the Dolphins <laughs> in 2000. It was like 50 something to seven, some crazy shit. And it was uh, some new team did them like that. And it was Dan, like Dan Marino's last year and shit. It was just, uh, 
So yeah, fuck them. Oh, it's funny. There's another funny little thing about their logo. It says when they came up with this new logo, the one they have now, uh, the snarling jaguar head with a teal tongue, uh, which the owner of the team said was his wife's touch. Uh, he also claimed that the teal tongue came from feeding panthers to our jaguars. So a little trash talking with the. They don't uh, even. They're not even a rival. They're not even in the same division. <laughs> they play once every four years. That's a hungry fucking jaguar. <laughs> you can't eat, you eat panther once every four years. Funny. <laughs> Stupid. All right. Yeah. What's, uh, Tennessee. Yeah. Well, well, at first he said it. Oh. This is why you need to say something cooler, I guess. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, Tennessee Titans. Tennessee, Tennessee Titans. Um, let's see. Yeah, so the Tennessee Titans. Titans were originally the Houston Oilers. We said that earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started in playing in 1960, Houston, Texas. Uh, um, won the AFC Championship. Uh, and then, you know, joined in the merger like everybody else in 1970. Team relocated from Houston to Tennessee in 1997. First going to Memphis. Uh, Actually, they're moving on to Nashville. When they first got to Tennessee, they kept the name, which was kind of funny. They called themselves the Tennessee Oilers, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Um. Yeah, I mean they were trying to protect the protect the brand, I and I guess, you know, but it doesn't make sense because it's there's no oil no oil in Tennessee, I guess. <laughs> um, anyway, 1999 they changed to the Titans. <laughs> um, the Titans have played in one Super Bowl, uh, in which in which they lost to the to the then St. Louis Rams, um, and last year they were quite good. To ever to everyone's surprise, um, almost made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, they beat the Ravens. Yeah, like. them. Nobody expected that. Mm-hmm. Ravens was supposed to be the best team, man. Uh, as far as the uh, Tennessee Titans, hmm, I think of the Music City Miracle that we posted on our uh, Instagram. Uh, NFL Pod is our Instagram name, but I posted the Music City Miracle. Mm. Is it a lateral? Is yeah. it not? And it's a lateral, but it's just like it takes f- physics and scientists to show you how <laughs> that it was a lateral. Oh man, I can't believe the refs even figured it mm-hmm, out. But, mm-hmm. uh, I guess it being on the line helps a lot. But uh, that's a crazy play. I think about that when yeah. I think of Tennessee and uh, and just last year, just going old school football to beat one of the best coaches ever. But that team wasn't the best team. But uh, yeah. This old school football, man. Uh, that's it, man. Yeah, I, I didn't pay. I, you know, for me, it goes back to what's his name uh, uh, from Houston Oilers. I, I said it la- um, another time. Earl Campbell. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Was Oof. probably the best player in that. In that for sure. He was good. Yeah. Um. Now we can move on to a new thing we're doing. Someone asked us if we could uh, break down the positions. And uh, I would love to because I love talking yep. football. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, instead of talking about each position, I think we'll break it down. Uh, I mean, I, all the positions at once would be weird. Uh, so we'll break it down um, by position each episode, as we've been doing with these uh, other mm. breakdowns. So I'm going to start with the, the interior because I think football teams are built from inside out. And uh, I I believe that uh, defense wins games, as they always say. Defense wins the game. So mm-hmm. uh, we're going to start with the defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, the interior of the defense is going to be the defensive line is where we'll start. And uh, the first part, there's two parts of defensive line. You have the defensive tackles and the defensive ends, and they make up the defensive line. The defensive tackles, they are the interior linemen that are closest to the football. And uh, they're normally uh, a little bit fatter, <laughs> a little bit bigger, stronger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the defensive ends are more athletic, and uh, their job is to get to the quarterback. There are some exceptions um, where defensive tackles can actually get to the quarterback. But that's a tough mm. thing because 
um, if you're a good defensive tackle, you get uh, double teamed a lot. You have the uh, interior uh, offensive lineman trying to keep you from getting to the quarterback. So the defensive tackle is normally to try to fill up gaps. So the running back is it's harder to get through if they're going to run and uh, and push the pocket, which is where the quarterback, the comfortable area for the quarterback, push it back mm. into, into the quarterback's lap to make it uh, uncomfortable for the quarterback. So if you see the two, it's normally it's two. It depends on the type of defense they play. If you're a defensive tackle in what's called a 4-3 defense where there's four defensive linemen, then the two fat guys in the middle try to clog it up and just – uh, and and push the pocket back <laughs> while the defensive ends try to go out from the outside and get around to the quarterback. The uh, if it's a three four, which is a mm. three defensive lineman, then that's when you see the really fat defensive lineman. If you see somebody that's gigantic, it's probably a three four defense because they have to really clog up the middle and create lanes for linebackers behind them to get through and get to the quarterback or the running back. So a lot of times the defensive tackle is just making room for either for the linebacker to come in or for the defensive ends to get to the quarterback. So they're, un, uh, they're an that would, un- unheralded that position. Kind of like the fridge, yeah? The fridge, yeah. He was in a – they ran a what's called a 4-6, so they had four defensive linemen up front, uh, mm. at the Chicago Bears. Uh, and the fridge, but he was gigantic and had another defensive tackle next to him. So that's mm. what they were a pretty scary defense because he could take on two players at once, being so big and so strong. Uh, but, uh, yep, that's the defensive line. There's defensive tackles and defensive ends. And now they're starting to call it mm. edge position. Right. Uh, so you'll hear some people saying edge, but that could be – it's like a hybrid of a running uh, a linebacker and a defensive end. It just means somebody that tries to get to quarterback. Uh, Chase, uh, what's the name? Just came out <coughs> first draft, pick of the draft. Oh, is it Chase Young? Chase Young, he yeah, uh, or second pick of the draft. Chase Young mm. um, is an edge player, so he could stand mm. up, stand up and play defensive uh, or a linebacker, or put your hand in the ground and play defensive line. But his job yeah. is to protect the edge. Uh, that's another thing. The defensive end uh, sets the edge is what they call it. So they push, yeah. push the defense to keep everything contained inside. So the edge is the outside towards the sidelines. And the defensive end yeah. protects that, sets it so that the running back can't go too far outside of him. And then it pushes him back mm. inside so that a linebacker or a defensive tackle can tackle him. I hope I explained yeah. that well. <laughs> but that's the the defensive line. Yeah, no, that was pretty good. And the you know the big boys that you can look for, or the ones who are kind of the top guys, you know, at the moment are guys like Nick Bosa from the Forty ers That's a defensive end. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Miles Garrett just signed a big deal for Cleveland Browns. Another defensive end. Mm-hmm. Desiree Smith, some Packers. Uh, Aaron Donald. He's a defensive um, tackle. He's, he's a tackle. He's one of the exceptions that can also get yeah. to the quarterback. Well, the, Aaron Donald was—he's a little more like because um, was it Mean Joe Green? He was a defensive tackle too, right? I don't remember, man. I don't know. I think Mean Joe Green from the old Steel Curtain, the Steelers defense. He was also a defensive tackle. He was one of those guys like Aaron Donald who was just trying to bust his way through the line to get yeah. to the quarterback. Yeah, man. Um, and yeah. and Sue was uh, a couple of years ago just terrifying defensive tackle. They yeah. need, and they get double, the good ones get double teamed a lot, which helps the defense out a lot. But unfortunately, yeah. they don't get uh, as much uh, – they're not as flashy as defensive ends who have sack dances and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's yeah. the defensive line. Next week we'll uh, – I'll do a uh, linebacker, break that down. Stick with the defense. Yeah, yeah. Well, or should I do offensive line next week? Should we do that? Alternate each week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll do inside out for sure. both sides. Uh, so next week yeah. we'll do offensive line. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Man. 
Sounds good. Hey, this is uh, this has been another episode of uh, Spin NFL. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we really appreciate you, and uh, we'll be back next week with more. I'm Jonathan Rollins, and I'm Skiff Misara. Yeah, have a great week, man. Later, y'all. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.